0: On today's Smart 7, Ireland's World Cup underway, Michael O'Leary pops into Kyiv and lots more. It's Friday the 21st of July, it's National Fast Food Day and happy birthday Paloma Faith. A new report from the Economic and Social Research Institute gives a detailed picture of Ireland's home ownership and rent and contrasts it with 14 other European countries. Irish people on average spend about 20% of their income on housing. That's broadly similar to others in the EU, but 15% of Irish people spend up to 30% of their income on either rent or mortgage. It's clear that the government support for renters, such as the HAP scheme, has had its impact on the average number, as Rachel Slaymaker of the ESRI explains. When instead we, we look at those uh, renters in the, the middle and, and higher parts of the income distribution, so this would typically be those living in, in the private rental sector, not in receipt of any housing supports. We see that these households are much more likely to to be facing high housing costs relative to to their counterparts in in Europe. The study also shows that 80% of people over 40 own their own home, but only a third of those under 40 are homeowners. Ireland has the highest gap between old and young homeowners in the EU countries studied and one in four of 25 to 34-year-olds still live at home. Rachel says the study only looks at figures up to 2019, so things may have accelerated since. In the run-up to the pandemic, Ireland actually saw the largest increase. in the the share of these these young adults living at home. So this is another indicator that I think of the the challenges that particularly faced by, by young households. The citizens of Kyiv had another surprise visit on Thursday. Hot on the heels of Taoiseach Liev Radkar's visit, Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary also popped in to say hello. He met with Ukrainian Prime Minister Alexander Kubikov to work out details of a post-war plan for travel in Ukraine. He's proposing a €3 billion euro investment with a new hub in Ukraine, which will host 30 planes and a potential 10 million passengers. We're here in Kiev. Ryanair is here in Kyiv. We're working with our partners at the Ukrainian airports and with the Kiev Ministry to restart air travel to and from Ukraine and to rebuild Ukraine. Slava Ukraini. Meanwhile, as Ukraine prepares for delivery of a new U.S. aid package worth $1.3 billion, Ukrainian Defence Minister Olesky Reznikov says that the Ukrainian Air Force are getting closer to finally getting the fighter planes they need. There will be F-16 planes. This is already good news. We will train pilots and technical engineers, and here in Ukraine, we will do our homework, we will assess the capabilities of our airfields, where they will be used, and we will build the infrastructure for them. (laughs) Friday morning, so the results of the three UK by-elections announced. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had lost three Tory MPs in quick succession, including former PM Boris Johnson, which put the constituencies of Oxbridge, Selby and Somerton all up for grabs. Things didn't turn quite as pundits expected, however, as everyone got a seat. The Lib Dems took Somerton and Frome, overturning a 19,000 Conservative majority. Labour made history by winning Selby, overturning a 20,000 Tory majority and marking the biggest swing in by-election history. But just as dramatically, the Tories held on to Boris's old seat in Oxbridge by a mere 495 votes as a protest over London Mayor Sadiq Khan's green toll policy. Brand new Tory MP, not a phrase we're expecting to hear often, Steve Tuckwell says his super slim majority is a protest vote. The people here have been telling me that this has been a referendum on ULES, and it clearly has. And now that that message has come through loud and clear. You know, the ULES expansion, the determination to wreck to business, the determination to cost families £4,500 a year has cost Labour the election this evening. Most of the attention in the US is on the potential Republican nominee for president, but Joe Biden also needs to win his nomination to run again. One of the most vocal opponents is Robert Kennedy, or RFK Jr., is running as a Democrat, but is more famous as a conspiracy theorist banned from YouTube because of his anti-vax statements, including the suggestion that the Chinese engineered covid to spare Jews and Chinese people. He testified in Congress on Thursday at a hearing on social media censorship. And Florida Congresswoman Demi Wasserman-Schules had some tough questions for him about his comments comparing COVID restrictions to the Holocaust. Do you think it was just as hard to wear a mask during COVID as it was to hide under floorboards or false walls so you weren't murdered or dragged to a concentration camp? Of course not. That's okay. ridiculous. But that's a comparison that you made. I did Mr. not Kennedy, make that were, the comparison. Taken, were the measures taken to contain the spread and fatalities related to COVID in any way at all comparable to the murder of 6 million Jews, yes or no? Uh, absolutely not. Still to come on this point, 7, the Women's World Cup gets underway and I Spice talk state Day right after this. Inflation, student debt, recession, mortgage rates. Your employees have a lot on their minds. Offer them financial well-being support from Vanguard while on your way at institutional.vanguard.com. All investing is subject to risk. Advice provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Welcome back. Thursday saw Ireland's women's team kick off their World Cup in Australia in front of a record crowd for a women's sporting event over 75,000 people quite a few of them wearing green packed into the Accor Stadium in Sydney to see host Australia take on Vera Powell's team it's Ireland's first World Cup and the Matildas are one of the favourites to win so the pressure was on in the end a penalty for Australia saw them win 1-0 after a strong display from the Irish team next up is Olympic Champions Canada on Wednesday and Ireland's manager is confident in her team I think that that um, a draw would have been a a reasonable result, but of course that doesn't count. Um, So I think everybody is proud that uh, we have showed that we're part of the top nations and uh, that we can only grow from this. If you have a Swifty in your household, you'll understand the agony the era's tour is bringing to millions. If you don't know what any of that means, let me translate. Taylor Swift's billion dollar tour is due to hit the UK and Ireland next summer and tickets went on sale this week causing nightmares for one and all. There is one person who still loves Ms Swift and that's her brand new collaborator Ice Spice. She spilled the tea to Zane Lowe on what it's like to text with Taylor. I pulled up to the studio and she outside waiting for me. I'm like, why is Taylor Swift outside? Awesome. <laughs> so she is great. Like she's so funny. We text all the time. Like she is hilarious. Among the things you never thought you'd see is probably a viral thread from BuzzFeed being turned into a horror movie. Well, it's happened. And no, it's not the 17 Incredible Photos You Must See Before You Die thread. The movie is called Dear David and it tells the story of a viral BuzzFeed thread about a guy whose apartment was haunted by a ghost, well, called David. It stars Augustus Prue, Justin Long and Andrea Bang and it hits cinemas in October. Do you know how to find out who this handle belongs to? You really think a weird account is haunting your apartment? (laughs) David, he was only 10 when his mother went insane. Linda, it's Dr. Landers. This is not my son. He is your son, and you put him in a coma. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland Edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.